Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in again. Um, I really, really appreciate it every time you guys listen. This is just another month of Hot Shots. I don't even know what episode this is right now. I think it's number 11, I think, hopefully. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for, for listening. Um, I really, really appreciate it every single time you tune in. So uh, time hanging out with Robin Lightwalker. Uh, she's a Hamilton-based multidisciplinary artist focused on painting, illustration, and sculpting. You can find Robin on Instagram under her main account as the Lightwalker93, Lightwalker sculpture for her sculpting work, her comic series at in.2.the.blue, and her aerial and modeling work at Skyweaver42. You can also find Robin on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Patreon, Fiverr, OpenSea, Redbubble, ArtStation, Tapas, everything basically, and her personal website, lightwalkerart.com. Um, so, hey, Robin, thanks so much for chatting with me tonight. Hey, Sarah. Hey. Um, I guess, like, you know, just to kind of start everything off, um, just in case there's somebody that's unfamiliar with you and your art, which uh, they shouldn't be, because uh, you're the well, fucking Hamilton rock star here. Um, <laughs> but uh, how would I you? Yeah, well, you are. I mean, <laughs> come on. Um, how would you describe your personal style as an artist? And does that change depending on the medium? Oh, big time. I don't have one medium i don't have one style Mm -hmm. it's just kind of like whatever i'm interested in at the time i'll like i'll dabble in it everything from like comics to like murals to uh to 3d art just do a bit of everything yeah yeah for sure yeah so you know i there's a big theme especially in your your painting uh, work. Um, there's a lot of work with like the human body and specifically with like nudity. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. What do you think inspires you about the human body? Well, when I was a kid, we were very like encouraged to think that, uh, you know, nudity was normal. Sexuality was normal. It was mm-hmm. just always normalized in my household growing up. Both mm-hmm. of my grandmas told me dirty jokes all the time. <laughs> Love that. You know, there was no shame associated with that. It was just like, you know, art is beauty and, you know, the human form is art and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's where that comes from. And I feel like it's not even a new thing. Like, people have been doing erotic art and nudity for years and years and years in, in art. Like, if you go to an art gallery, you're going to see so many butts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I swear to God, mm-hmm. there's like all the Michelangelo and all the uh, Renaissance painters. They did a lot of nudes. Oh yeah, it might not be the thing that everyone knows them for, but like it's definitely like a main focus of a lot of artists. And like life drawing is how a lot of artists get um, acquainted with like light and shadow. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess that's, that's the answer to that. Yeah, yeah. Art's always been a little sexy, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes sense, too, because, like, that is what, what humans enjoy. You know, that's our main thing is, like, how do we keep the population going? Mm-hmm. Procreation. The way to get to procreation is sex, and the way to get to sex is being naked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who would you say are your biggest artistic influences well it changes all the time yeah um or zombie was like a big one when i was a kid and uh ellie smallwood when i was like 
um, a young adult and I think of what my biggest influence is now. I don't know. I guess I'm my own biggest influence now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Carved out your own space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when would you say you discovered your passion for art? When was that sort of, you know, vital moment in like your childhood or like early adolescence when you were like, wow, I want to do this for the rest of my life? Um, that's funny because I grew up in like a family of artists. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of knew that I loved art, but I never thought of it like a job. Like my mom always did art, but she never made me money at it. So I never thought it was like, going to be something that I could actually do as a living. So I just thought it was going to be a hairdresser or some shit Mm -hmm. and, you know, just do art in my spare time. And then I realized that I hate doing everything else. There you go. (laughs) I went through like 17 jobs in my like early twenties after like dropping out of art school. And I was like, I hate all of this, you know? So I was working at a job for like three years, just like running a sewing department and doing vinyl coding and stuff. And I just like, I'm like, well, I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to like be an artist mm-hmm. full time. So I saved up five grand and quit my job and just started this path. Yeah. And it's been amazing. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's incredible. All the work that you do and just like the breadth of work that you've created. It's, I mean, like I said before, you're like a Hamilton arts rock star, right? Like I'm, I'm a big fan. So um, yeah, of course. Um what was like the first tool that you picked up or like your first medium? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I thought about that in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I mean, pencils were always there, but yeah, we just always had art supplies growing up. So, mm-hmm. um, I used to draw Pikachu a lot. Mm-hmm. So I used like pencils, markers, crayons. And then we did a lot of sculpting too with like just normal clay. We never really fired any of it, but, I mean, we sculpted with it, so. I plasticine, actually. One year for Christmas, my sibling and I just asked for plasticine from every single family member, and they gave us so much plasticine. Wow. And, like, tons and tons of it. <laughs> and uh, we used to make, like, little RPG games out of plasticine characters, and, like, hold up little, uh, little pieces of yellow plasticine for the gold, and, you know, my sibling was older, so she made, like, a bunch of, um, like, big monsters for us to battle and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, we had a lot of time with plasticine. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what medium did you focus on first? Hmm. I did a lot of illustration starting out. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was using a lot of, like, pencils to sketch, and then... Uh, like micron, like felt tip markers for line work, and then um, illustration markers, different colors for color. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and a bunch of acrylic paint too. Yeah, yeah. When when do you feel as though you started like branching out and kind of like dipping your toes in every medium? Um, I've always kind of done that. Mm-hmm. Like in high school, it took. So the last semester, I switched high schools because I ran out of art courses for take. And I, um, so I took an entire semester of just art courses, but it was all, like, different mediums. So, like, one was drawing and painting, one was illustration, and the other was sculpture. 
I've never been able to choose one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Still> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Do you do you remember the first time that someone said that you were really talented at what you do? Oh, early kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that far I back. Look at you like a boss. Yeah, with that. Yeah. Do you remember um, when somebody first told you that you should pursue that for a living? Huh. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Most people didn't when I was a kid because, like, I don't know, my family didn't think of it as a job. Yeah. And um, the people around me just didn't believe that artists could, could do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're still in kind of disbelief when I tell them that this is the only thing that I do. They're like, really? You can make money at that? And I'm yeah. like, yeah. I like, I get thousand dollars just to do murals. Like, get more than pays the bills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, when did you first start creating professionally? Uh, about five years ago. Mm-hmm. Well. Okay, I got my first painting gig right after college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a guy that I went to school with in college, actually, he was in my high school, he went for blacksmithing because that was a part of the school that I went to. Right. And he paid me to do a really big illustration of a red-tailed hawk. And he paid me $500 for it, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know, I could make that cool. off of one of these. Yeah. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Um, yeah, so that was my first paying gig, and then I quit my job to do art full-time five years ago. Yeah. Do you remember your first um, showing or maybe your first competition? Oh. Does school count? <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I actually had a teacher buy my art in grade 11. Oh, look at that. Uh, like a showing. I don't think she ever picked it up, but... Mm-hmm. She wanted to encourage me, I guess. Cool. Yeah. So she bought it for like 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did your uh, family feel um, when you started pursuing it full-time? They were not surprised. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. My, my dad's never outwardly said how proud he is of me, but I know he is. Like he's always the type that's, oh, you got an A, why isn't an A plus? Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. though he, like, got, you know, he dropped out of school in grade 10. I know the type, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, like, it's it's sarcastic. I think he thinks that I don't need the validation that I did. Right. A lot. Right. Um, and my mom, she has schizophrenia, so she's mm-hmm. just kind of like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> but, like, everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you attend art school or take professional lessons? I did art school for about six months, like a semester and a half. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. Mm-hmm. It made me hate art for a while. I mm-hmm. stopped doing art for a long time, a couple of years. Yeah. What made um, you, uh, what made you hate the program? Um, well, I asked a question to a teacher because he was, uh, he was the guy that actually did the, the Tim Burton exhibit. He, like, put that exhibit together. Yeah. And that was one of the first exhibits that, like, made me want to go to art school and uh, become, like, you know, someone who puts together those kind of huge, amazing shows. 
that aren't necessarily about my art, but like are mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. giant and really cool giant sculpture that come alive from the naming artist style. And he told me, I asked him, like, how do I do what you do? Like, how do I get there? Which one are you focusing on? And he's like, oh, well, you just have to go to university. And I was, like, in college at the time, like, college rather than university. And I was like, well, why am I here? I have to spend, you know, $30,000 more than, like, what I'm spending here to even get close to where you are? Like, that's ridiculous. I don't want to do that. Like, I just want to do art now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... You know, fuck this, I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of running out of money anyways, because I had to, um, I was on OSAP, and didn't really know how I was going to figure out the rest of the summer after that semester. So I ended up moving back to Hamilton and working stupid jobs for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess kind of like hitting on our topic for today, which is like the inability to say no or the pressure that creatives feel to say yes to every opportunity, um, yeah. which can, you know, work as a positive and a negative. Um, yeah. But uh, you mentioned that this sort of feeling had an effect on you when you were pursuing your comic book uh, collaboration. Um, for anyone listening, it's called Into the Blue. Um, can you tell me about like how that happened and what the scenario was? Yeah, so Into the Blue is actually my own personal project. Okay. No real collaborators on that one, but at the time, someone else wanted me to do a comic book with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I had to kind of choose between doing it with them and doing their project and doing my project. Mm -hmm. And that was a hard choice. That was such a people pleaser that I ended up just using my own thing instead and actually telling everyone, like, no, I will not be taking on commissions for the next few months. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah that's what happened yeah yeah well that's a good choice i mean you know you chose yeah. wisely yeah um, it actually got me to finish my project that yeah I've been working on for like three years yeah exactly yeah. i've never actually drawn anything for it <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um now you know like you know i don't know too much about you personally um but do you believe that you know you have any innate sort of like people pleasing characteristics i find that sometimes that can be kind of common within the arts Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be an artist without that. Mm -hmm. Because, like, if you're only focusing on what you like and what you want to do, it's very hard to get your name out there. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. when people are thankful for your help, they they often tend to to promote you, you know? Yeah. Like, if I do a project for someone, they're going to shout my name out and be like, you know what, This, this this artist is awesome, and like, you help me with all these things and, you know, and then six of their friends are going to go and follow me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if I keep doing that, then my following is going to grow like, exponentially. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if I don't do that, then I might just like sit in my studio and do the things that I want to do all the time, but never, you know, no one will ever see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Except for my closest friends and family. Yeah. Why do so you... It's, it's a balance for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why do you think it's so common within, like, you know, the music and the art scenes? People-pleasing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, art is kind of a community thing. Like, there's there's not really a point to doing art um, if no one's going to see it. I mean, I guess there is. Like, some people get um, 
what's it called? Joy? <laughs> Happiness? And, that thing, uh, yeah. Instead of just doing stuff. And uh, I don't know, I just feel like most artists just get get a lot of endorphins or dopamine or whatever from like people seeing their art and loving it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that says anything about maybe the general self-worth within like creative industries? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a weird balance because a lot of artists also don't like compliments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of one of them. I'm like really awkward. It's not that I don't like them, but I get awkward, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, I just didn't know how to accept compliments. Yeah. Yeah. I've been learning just to like, you know, giggle and say thank you. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Rather than be like, oh, it's no big deal. I'm not so good. You know, people just compliment you more if you say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think the fact that there were so many people pleasers within art spaces also has to do with sort of the the ability to create a lifestyle out of the art that you're creating, right? And so, you know, feeling the need to kind of say yes to everything and accept every opportunity and do everything for everybody is kind of like, you feel like you're going to fail if you don't do it, right? Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a big part of that yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm, you might, like, if you don't take on any jobs that help anyone, then you might not get very far. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I feel like that says something incredibly damning about the industry that we're involved in, that artists feel the yeah. need to be like on the edge of crumbling just to make do, right? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that very strongly right now. I just uh, got into the hospital with some stomach issues just from like stress and stuff. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah, very <laughs> timely, kind of I guess. And uh, like learning in that moment, I'm like, oh God, I have to start saying no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, yeah. As the person who is currently doing the mural while on a podcast show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh, I know. Someday I'll know. Someday. I know. I know. Someday. Um, I mean, you know, you're obviously not a politician or a lawmaker, so I'm not going to expect a lot. But what do you think could be like improved or added to sort of give artists or musicians or anyone in those creative fields a sort of, you know, backbone to like to stand on to make sure that they're not, you know, on the edge of burnout constantly just to make rent oh that one's easy universal basic income mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. well as um uh, spaces where you can live and create mm-hmm. like that are geared to income and i mean possibly just free like residency and state style or you can be around other creatives without having to like you know do what someone else wants you know, you could just have a studio space that's in your living space where other artists exist and live and do their artistic work. You know, live and work in the same place with other artists and, like, you know, vibe off each other, but not have to, you know, technically be doing something for another artist mm-hmm. uh, to be able to be working alongside them or near them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about a time that you had to turn down a project even though you really wanted to do it? It's a hard one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have not turned down many projects. Mm-hmm. Um, 
No, I, I usually make time for the projects I really want to do. Yeah, that's, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, can't think of anything. I no. Can't think of any. Well, I think this is everything right there. Um, I mean, some people have offered me commissions in the past little while, and I've had to turn them down because I just had too much work already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, um, that counts. Yeah. Most of the things that I end up turning down are like, you know, social events. Right. That I really want to go to because they have like projects that are going to help my career or pay the bills or whatever. Hmm. Hmm. Can you tell me about a time that you turned down a project because you really didn't want to do it? <laughs> um, let's see. Are there any sorts of like commissions that you kind of refuse to do? Like many, maybe certain topics or anything like that? Well, I used to do a lot of like post portrait, mm-hmm. which are really boring. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I kind of stopped making those. My friend actually just offered me one, and I was like, nope. Yeah. Nope, I have a friend who does that, but I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. That is boring to me. Mm-hmm. So with, uh, with like, the COVID-19 pandemic, I feel like creatives who are prone to people-pleasing or, you know, burnout, you know, saying yes to everything, I feel like they either kind of go one of two ways, and they're very polar opposites, where I felt like with the pandemic and with the restrictions – you kind of either learn to take a break when you needed it, you know, and allot that time for yourself more often. Because I found that, you know, for me personally, as well as a lot of other people, I know that as soon as that first lockdown happened, it was like a like a weight lifted off your shoulders. You know, it was like, oh, I can relax for a couple months. Like, <laughs> I can sit yeah. down, right? Um, and so I feel like, you know, half the people learn like, oh, I got to take more time for myself or else, you know, I'm not going to be healthy, Right. Um, or I feel like you went the complete opposite and it just kind of went haywire with projects and opportunities to kind of fill up all that time that we just got. Right. Uh, and then, I mean, ultimately burn ourselves out, but, um, which way, I mean, I think I can assume which way that you felt like you headed. Yeah, no, I definitely leaned into the projects so that I didn't have to like think about how shitty the world was. Yeah. 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 How how has that been recently? And like, what's it been like a year and a half now? Like (laughs) what, what's your kind of like day-to-day schedule been and how has that differed from pre-pandemic times? Honestly, I have to like fit in time to do the laundry right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's kind of crazy. And because I used to, you know, during the pandemic, I got used to having nothing in my Google calendar and it was actually really nice for a while. And like the only thing I had to do was my own projects that I wanted to do. And if I didn't want to do them, didn't matter. And if I didn't want to do them at that moment, didn't matter. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, you know, super, super stressed and burning out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, um, I mean, maybe you would say right now, but do you remember the worst period of burnout that you've ever had? Yeah, it was probably a couple of days ago when I went to the hospital. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what Super if... funny that I like, I scheduled this call. Exactly. Like the day before it happened. Or no, the day it happened. Oh my God. That was, that was that afternoon. And then that night, that's when I went in. That's insane. So funny. Yeah. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> so... It's like I knew it was going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, really. 
I mean, you know, I hope I didn't uh, add on to that stress you were already feeling. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what exactly happened? Can you walk me through that? Um, yeah, so I I was at the beach all day because um, I was painting a friend that wanted to be painted for the first time. Um, and I was, like, already pretty tired at that point and should have been taking a nap rather than drawing someone and doing all that stuff and then I decided to go and do some aerial silks later and work on my routine that needs to be filmed like ASAP so we ran it like twice in 15 minutes because I had to go and do like some some like mural designs later with my apprentice and the guy that was driving me there had to like leave immediately so I ended up rushing my routine twice in 15 minutes and it was very hot mm -hmm. and I got to the top of the silks where it's even hotter because heat rises right mm -hmm. and yeah I think I gave myself heat stroke like mid aerial routine wow Possibly food poisoning too, from like eating street meat rather than eating an actual meal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I I finished my routines. We we filmed a couple of them, but as soon as the adrenaline wore off, wore off, I was like, I need to vomit. <laughs> and vomiting turned into the other type of food coming out of your body. Yeah. In violent ways, and then I was like, you know what? I need to go to the hospital. Like this is not okay. I'm not okay. And so I just checked myself in. They gave me fluids. Gave me COVID test. It was negative. And then just released me and told me to, like, calm down for a while. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I'm so sorry. I mean, yeah, is it, um, was it general heat stroke and, and burnout then? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to tell with those types of things. It's not like there's a test that's like, yes, you're heat stroke positive. Exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know, you're just, you're very dehydrated and very, your body does not like what you're doing right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, in what ways do you think you could improve your relationship to creating art and maybe, you know, let yourself relax a little bit more? Um, I need to charge way more. Mm-hmm. So that I guess get less project. <laughs> That's like the easy answer. Yeah. The hard answer is like, I don't know, just be smarter about things and don't take on too much all at once. Which, I don't know, hire my friends to do some of the hard work for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that I don't burn out trying to do everything myself. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, you know, they, they always seem like simple answers, but they're so much harder to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like asking for help. Mm -hmm. One of the hardest things I've had to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's easier when you have money because then you can just be like, oh, you need money? I need help. <laughs> yeah. Who but, who in your life are, are big pillars when it comes to that, when it comes to you asking for help, when it comes to friends and family and stuff that you can lean on in times like that? So many people. That's the thing. I have so many people that could help me. There's like Donnie, mm -hmm. there's Anthony. Natasha, Lupe's here helping me paint a mural right now. Um, who else? 
my buddy Rob, my buddy Roderick, anyone, anyone is like willing to help at the drop of a hat if I ask them. But the hard part is asking. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I think is. I'm, I'm like, I'm leaning too much on other people and I want to be independent and I want to prove for myself and everyone else what I can do is myself and I'm a strong independent woman and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I'm not going to ask for help. Stop being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, are, you, uh, are you native to Hamilton? I am. You are. Born and raised at yeah. St. Joe's. It was actually really funny because the hospital that I took myself into was St. Joe's. Love that. And like, they're like, oh, are you still at, you know, so-and-so Delaware Street? And I was like, I literally <laughs> have not been there since I was born. Oh, my God. <laughs> Full circle. I oh, mean, yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why stay in Hamilton? Um, uh, well, it's funny you ask. I'm about to go to Spain in September 30th. Ooh, wow. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's, like, going to be a permanent thing or not. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have a return ticket, but I don't have any plans afterwards. I just kind of, like, want to chill for a bit. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, like, the light at the end of the tunnel for me. Like, that's what's able to help me say no to projects. But like, no, I'm going to Spain saying you can't take on anything else after this date. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully COVID restrictions allow for that. Yeah, really. I mean, I've been traveling. getting super, like, paranoid about Delta variant and all that stuff. I know. I know. It's hard not to be. Like, yeah. What, what is going to go on? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. What day did you say that is? Hamilton is actually really cool, and there's a lot of opportunities here. It's just that, I don't know, I just need something different. Not like I hate Hamilton. I love it here. This is, like, where I got my start, and, like, if if that wasn't so dirt cheap, um, you know, five years ago, and I would not have been able to be a full-time artist, Mm -hmm. because I would have had to, like, pay more rent than I I was paying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that wouldn't have made sense as an artist <laughs> making like, you know, 300 bucks a month or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what, what day did you just say that you're leaving for Spain? September 30th. September 30th? Wow. Yeah. Coming up. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I just got a $10,000 mail getting the SP done before that. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so you just kind of hit on it there, but what do you love about the Hamilton art scene? Um, everyone is very authentic, and everyone is very eager to to do art. And yeah, everyone's just really like down to earth, and they're so interesting. Like they all do very interesting things, mm-hmm. and not one artist is like generic or like the same as any other. Mm-hmm. And they're all just willing to, you know, chat with you, collab with you if you ask. Really cool. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I mean, hate is a bit of a strong word. Um, if you could say you hate anything about the local art scene, I'd love that. Or dislike. So either one. It's, it's very hard to get people to come out to stuff because mm-hmm. I find everyone in Hamilton has some kind of like mental health issue that gives them a very good excuse to, to just huddle and like permit themselves away yeah so it's like it's very hard to like get an art show together when you're like chasing people down to like just like submit one piece give me a write-up about it you know 
Yeah. It's like I, I tried to do that for years, trying to get my friends involved in art shows. And, you know, it was a 50-50 chance that they would, you know, actually end up coming through. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I find a lot of people can be very flaky right now. And I understand, but it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially with artists. I mean, you know, mental health and art, they go hand in hand, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I've, like, experienced a lot of it myself, but mm-hmm. I find the more art I do, the better I feel, like, yeah. mentally. So I just push myself through it so that I can keep feeling good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, who are some local artists that you think deserve more attention? Um, but if Felipe is right here, he definitely deserves more attention. Mm-hmm. Sloth Machines on Instagram. Um, my apprentice Natasha, for sure. Um, think of who like doesn't have enough attention. <laughs> yeah, those are a couple for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, what side of the art scene... Or maybe like what collaboration or major project would you like to get involved with in the future? Collaboration. Well, I'm doing one on Fest right now that's like huge and I'm loving working on that one. On Hess, like, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe concrete canvas? Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. I really want to get into it like the past couple of years, but I wasn't really doing enough murals to really you know, have a foot in that door, but I think I do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I'll be on their radar. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, are there is, so you're involved in a ton of visual art, basically every visual arts medium there is, and then dance. Is there any other sort of arts realm that you'd love to get your hands in? Hmm. I always wanted to do really big sculptures. Mm-hmm. massive ones i mean that still falls into visual arts but mm-hmm. like it feels like a different scale to me yeah like how big like life size like yeah like human size i want to do some actual sculptures of humans like cast in fucking bronze or iron or something cool i want huge installations that like stay up for hundreds of years that'd be fantastic right yeah. i'd love to see that from you yeah, someday. I think there's there's there used to be a sculpture school in Spain that taught mm. people how to do that kind of stuff. I wow. think COVID might have killed it, but hmm. maybe there's other opportunities like that where I can go and learn how to actually cast because that's like the biggest barrier because I can do it in clay. Like I know I can build the sculptures, but casting them into iron is a whole other thing. You have to like cast each limb individually. Oh, I I have no idea where you would even start with that, so I can imagine. Neither do I. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to ask around. I'm going to find out. Oh, do it. Someday. Definitely do it. Um, yeah. What can we look forward to seeing from you? Um. So I just got a $10,000 mural job. Wow. On Queen Street in Charlton. Good for you. Just made the announcement today that I got that one. Yeah. There was a big call to artists going around, I think. You know, 50 people must have shared it with me. And, you know, 40 people submitted and I was the one that got it. And it's like, I'm kind of dumbfounded that, yeah. that I was the one that actually got that. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good stuff. Uh-huh. So that one's going to be really fun. Um, one last question. What do you mm-hmm. think was the biggest thing that you gained from the COVID pandemic or from the restrictions? Do you feel as though you made a really significant, significant, uh, connection during this year and a half? Do you think you've had the time to work on passion projects? Do you think you learned something from being alone for so long? Um, you know, what, what do you think was the biggest thing that you took away from this time? Yeah, definitely just the, the time to work on my own stuff without thinking about what other people wanted. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I'd never really had that before. I was always focused on what's going to make me money. And, like, COVID gave me serve, which paid my bills and made me, you know, be able to create without that pressure of you have to make money all the time with your art. Yeah. So yeah. that's been amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy to hear that. And uh, thank you so much for talking with me. This is great. Yeah, I, love, I love talking to you and I love your work and I'm so excited to see everything you're working on. Yeah, our last interview was great. So I'm like, yeah, totally. Yeah. When was well, that? That was like two That was my butt show, ago? like right before my butt show. Yeah. So like two, two, three years ago. Yeah. Nuts. It's been yeah. so long. Yeah. 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 Well, everybody listening, again, you can find Robin here on Instagram under her main account as the Lightwalker93 uh, or at Lightwalker Sculpture for her sculpting work, her comic series at in.2.the.blue, and her aerial and modeling work at Skyweaver42. You can also find Robin on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, Patreon, Fiverr, OpenSea, Redbubble, ArtStation, Tapas, and her personal website, lightwalkerart.com. So, yeah, thanks so much for helping on here, talking to me. This is fantastic. I'd love to talk to you again soon. Yeah, I'll see you later. Yeah, talk to you later. Have a great night. Bye. You too. Bye.